Hi guys, welcome back to Talk Hockey to Me. This is Irene. And Ken. And Ken, let's jump right into it. Who is the trash of the trash this week? Who stinks the most? <laughs> Thanks, Irene. So starting with the week of December 10th, and think not a surprise, staying in last place is Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And hasn't been a great season for Anaheim. 1-3-1 one, one, or their past five games. Uh, had them last last week, too. I don't know if we can call them Mighty if they're losing or if they're only winning six out of their last 26 games that's 20 losses that's rough there's no way we can call them mighty i'm sorry well i mean technically they got the mighty part of their name removed years back so i know (laughs) but i'm just saying if if we're gonna even jokingly refer to them i mean it's just a train wreck it's funny so if you guys don't know we are on tiktok at talk hockey and i think the number one after someone had commented on one of the posts or one of the TikToks, I should say, and said, praying the ducks can turn it around. And I just commented back, I hope so, fingers crossed. And I was like, in my mind, I was just like, I'm so sorry. I really don't think they can. <laughs> this is coming I mean, from like a Blackhawks fan. This isn't coming from like a Bruins fan who's right. just being a hater. I mean, just look at today's game. They lost six to one at Anaheim. And there's a lot of injuries that went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Anthony Stolarz, for example, their goaltender, he uh, stayed behind because of injuries. Uh, you know, is they they uh, recall uh, Lucas Dalsto from the AHL, so you know they're essentially an AHL team at this point, and things just, you know, if you want to be optimistic, you know they're winning the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, so there you go. <laughs> they, they beat Carolina too a few days ago, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's the interesting part, right? They can beat Carolina. But to me, again, that's just like that like weird statistic, like anomaly thing, especially with just such a big or such a big, such a long season and like such in so many games in a week. You know, it's not like football, like American football, I should say, where it's like you have one game a week. So it's like a little bit more likely that you'll have rest and you can recoup and like actually put together your team and everything it's just there's so many changes i feel like going on all the time with hockey especially um that i feel like it's very hard to be consistently good and not unfortunately lose to a bad team every once in a while no matter how good you are hey i mean you want to talk about statistical anomalies you want to talk about the next team for us we'll talk about the black so ken and i went to the blackhawks rangers game in new york last saturday um saturday um so yeah ken and i went and as uh, if you guys didn't know, the Blackhawks won. I, I get bragging rights for like the next year, especially because they're bad. And every Rangers fan told me that Kane deserved to be back on, not deserve to be back on, but deserved to go to the Rangers. And I said, if it wasn't for the Blackhawks, then you guys wouldn't have Artemi Panarin. I got into, I almost started a lot of fist fights. Can it hold me back? <laughs> You're one of maybe four Blackhawk fans in our in our role in the 200s. It was uh you're outnumbered, but okay. The, the people in front of us can can I just say though the people in front of us were really trying it. Like they really like I think they really wanted to start a fight. <laughs> yeah, they we did not get cheap tickets. You know they paid the people in front of us must have paid like two hundred bucks a piece right. to instigate fights, and they almost got yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they really wanted to start a fight though. Like they yep. that poor guy, he wasn't even doing anything. He was just like minding <laughs> his own business, and they kept like hack, like right. hackling. The one, the one of the Blackhawk fan there, just getting nonstop rattled by the three guys in front of us, and I they know. didn't even watch hockey. They're asking us about the hockey. That was that was the I best know. part of the night. I thought. Right, I thought that was freaking hilarious. Everybody was so butthurt because the Blackhawks are so bad, and it's they're <laughs> they're one eight and one in their last ten games, which sucks. Um, Especially because I feel like some of them, they were so close to winning and then they just blew it because they decided they wanted to be in the draft lottery. But can I also say, your captain took a really cheap shot at Anthony C.U. Oh, both of his... Okay, 
don't uh, just your eye roll. You can leave. Goodbye. I will go was, spend time with clean, my brand new puppy. Hit. No, it wasn't him. Both of his skates left the fucking ice can. Yeah, that you was after he 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 that got was hit. Not That's, after. That no, he was got not, hit one no, left and no, then the other one. No, hit. no, yeah. no, no, no. That was a dirty hit, and you freak. You guys defend him with your like with your chest. I, like I don't know why, because he's such a dirty player ninety percent of the time. It's like ridiculous how much you guys defend him. We'll talk about when we get to the Rangers, but yeah, Truba is he's always hard hitting. He's always in the center of these sort of things. And hard hitting. He's had dirtier hits or, for sure. Okay, dirty, fine. He's had if, dirtier hits, but like it doesn't mean that it's okay that he acts like this. You're, if it was a dirty you're supposed hit, to be leading. If it was a dirty hit, you know, I'll defend it, but the DPOS, which hasn't been afraid to find and suspend people, would have done something about it. You know, the DPOS saw and didn't, they didn't uh, raise any suspicion about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an ugly hit for you know, He it d- definitely did leave his feet after the hit. He No, he left his feet as he hit him. It, it was, you know, as he was falling, he lost. His balance got hit in back to that by another player, but it was. You, you, after you mean the hard to hit. tell me that that was okay? That he deliberately went after a player if, who wasn't even like? Are you kidding me? I I, I would Why you're defending him? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have opposed if he got fined or suspended for for a game. Okay, sure, you know I can understand it. But if nothing came out of that, and especially this year, they haven't been shy to uh, suspend or find people. So you got like Truba who got mm-hmm. fined last year after uh, the Kyria uh, injury. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's clean hit. The league said so. Okay, just because the league said so doesn't mean it is. He literally, he hit him square in the head with his shoulder. Like, are you kidding me? I think, look, I think the way, the way the rule book says it, that's clean hit. Now, whether the rule should change or not, that's a different story. If- I'm not saying whether or not the rules should change. I'm just saying that it wasn't a clean hit. And I think both of his feet left the ice as he was making the hit. And I think he's a tall guy. One, he didn't even need to do it. And two, he did not need to hit him the way he did. He yeah, could have hit him and it could have been it could have been a better hit. Yeah, it true. could have been an actually clean hit that I wouldn't have anything to say about it. A lot of, a lot of Troopa's game is stuff he doesn't have to do, but it, he does it. I don't understand how you guys have him as a captain, truthfully. Like, I think it's actually kind of disrespectful to the captaincy. Well, you know, we'll get to that again when we get to the Rangers, but, you know, it's been I'm very controversial. Anyway, and... point being, the Blackhawks suck, and not surprised. They still suck. They lost. They actually had a pretty decent game yesterday against the Winnipeg Jets. It was three to one, a 3-1 to one loss. Yep. Um but they actually looked pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie. They actually seemed to be skating well, keeping up with them. Like they had, like they went got down 2-0 pretty, let's say pretty early in the game. It wasn't like you know third period. Like all of a sudden the Jets were up 2-0. However, I think that they just like they actually played a pretty decent game of hockey against them. Other than that, I don't have much good to say because my God, it, it's been a train wreck. They remember that they're supposed to be tanking after like what was it like a four two and or four six and two start or something like that like a pretty decent start for like the blackhawks it was yikes but you know what i didn't think this was going to be a pretty season this is exactly what i expected so there's not much else i can say on it besides they won against the rangers and it's been the best day of my life ever since and i got to see a patrick kane goal with my own two eyes and um yeah it was great he still hasn't gazed at you like he did to me that game we went to last year I don't want to hear it. Okay, you're talking about bad seasons, and it fits next for our next team, San Jose, number thirty. Uh, rough go. They dropped a couple spots. Uh, did win uh, their game today. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been their only win in their last uh, four contests. And the Sharks. I don't know. These bottom teams, I feel like, have only been getting 
especially yeah. these bottom three teams. Like they've just stayed consistently bad. Um, they had three straight losses and they were outscored 14 to six in those three straight losses, which is, uh, it's rough. Yeah. That's really Ottawa, rough. Buffalo and Vancouver. Yeah. And those are like, or excuse and- me, uh, Toronto, Ottawa and Buffalo. Yeah. I would say Ottawa and Buffalo, like, I feel like you could have kept pace a little bit more with them. Like, I don't think Buffalo's defense is good enough for you to be outscored so badly. Um, Same with Ottawa. Toronto, I get Toronto's been playing really, really good. So I don't, I I don't see that game being won. But the other ones, I think they could have matched pace with even a little bit more, even for the team as bad as them. Right. And yeah, they had a four game losing streak, which uh, they snapped. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, beating uh, correction the Anaheim Ducks, not Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, a injury plagued Anaheim team. So <laughs> you know, a bad that, just all around the Anaheim yeah, team. It could be worse for David Quinn and those guys. But no, as you're saying, yeah, not a lot uh, looking right there. You know, they only won one for four in power play against Anaheim. Uh, but you know, they did get a power play goal at least. So that's been a trend for them. Their penalty kill is still one of the best in the league, despite all the. The problems the rest of the team has, mm-hmm. but yeah, as you said, you know they're uh, you know en route for the uh, yeah Bedard sweepstakes and are doing their job so far. You know, yeah. Just uh, on to our next team, we have Arizona, who San Jose will be taking on in a couple days. And Arizona actually was uh, when we were, I was making this list, they were actually thirty first, but their shock win over Boston uh, definitely bumped them up a couple spots. I mean, I feel like that deserves some recognition. Um, speaking of statistic anomalies, just because Boston has been so insanely good this year that honestly, if they don't win the cup, I think it was a waste of a season at this point yep. in time. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> the but, money line, by the way, I, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just but, love finds out the money line entering this game is hilarious. 98% bet- bets were in favor of Boston. Uh, Arizona was a plus 260. Uh, the point spread was uh, Boston uh, 99%. Or they, they would win by a goal. And they ended up losing by a goal uh, at the buzzer. Who's like the, who are the, excuse me, I want to know who the people are who right, those are the bet on Arizona. Anna, on Arizona. Like, yep. I'm so curious. I want to know how they genuinely felt afterwards because I bet you it was like a dare or something or like a lost bet beforehand. Like, you have to bet on... Um, I keep wanting to say Anaheim. You said Anaheim and I feel like I'm stung with it. <laughs> yeah, this is another team like Anaheim where they had a four-game skin, including just getting absolutely by Edmonton 8-2. to two. You know, it wasn't pretty, but it was funny too because even that win, you know, there's controversy the last 15 seconds. There was a play which looked like icing. It wasn't called icing. And uh, Arizona ends up scoring virtually mm-hmm. at the buzzer, uh, ends up upsetting uh, statistically the best team in the league. But yeah, outside of that, not much going right. But, you know, to get a win like that, especially in front of the home crowd mm-hmm. uh, in that arena, you know, it's a big deal because they don't get many of that in uh, Arizona State. I think, as the kids say, the rent needed to be paid, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the line, the rent needed to be paid. The rent was due or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was their first home win since a 3-1 win over Florida back in November the 1st. <laughs> so it's been a while for uh, Coyotes fans seeing their team. A whole moon has passed since then. Yeah, they that, know that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's only been their second home win of the season. So, you know, not always, oh of course gosh. they had that, that month-long road trip. But still, uh, it's been a while for uh, Coyotes fans seeing their team play good. And they got it uh, yesterday. So, Yeah. Uh, following them, of course, we have Columbus, and Columbus 
uh, has yikes. been towards the bottom, yeah, as you said. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Did move up a spot from last week because they went uh, two and three on the week, including winning uh, last night. Still at the bottom of the Eastern standings, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting season for the Blue Jackets so far. Yeah, one one for the Bucks, I would say. Like, I feel like people aren't going to forget this season just because it's been so weird just with everything that they do i feel like it's always something just like odd but you know jake vorchek unfortunately um doesn't really think that he's going to play anymore this season thanks to precaution persistent concussion symptoms which is very unfortunate i have suffered a few concussions in my heyday you know playing high school across uh, really special over here but um it's a lot and i feel bad because i feel like you know, we know like all the damage that long-term brain injuries can do to you. And it's just, it's unfortunate. And I hope that something changes and I hope he can find something good, not good, but something better out of that. No, absolutely. It's a big loss too for a team where oh, issues everywhere, you know, especially on that blue line. You know, Erica Branson, it's all said it best after that uh, 9-4 shellacking against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, you know, he said they haven't really been practicing the greatest. Uh, they have to get better in a lot of areas. It's true. You can't really, uh, you know, <laughs> can't really go much more in depth with that. You know, there's just mm-hmm. issues, issues everywhere, and you know, it's pretty evident uh, on the ice. Obviously, off the ice, uh, those injury issues. You know, guys like Colson be able to step up. Uh, yeah, it's been tough for uh, Columbus so far, and you know, and you gotta look at the bright side now in December. It's uh, Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and you got a nine percent chance at getting him. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a matter of you know keeping that up. Another team in the sweepstakes is Philadelphia. Uh, staying stagnant at a uh, 27. Uh, lost the last couple uh, games as they try to figure out their identity under uh, John mm-hmm. Tortorella. Yeah, I mean, um, they had a 5-3 win over the Avalanche the other day, which was pretty good. You know, Carter Hart stopping 29 shots. Mm-hmm. He's been great all season. He's been, again, one of the only redeeming things about these I keep wanting to say Anaheim. Someone tell me like <laughs> what what effect that is. Oh, I know some TikToker will tell me, um, but you know they really lost it. They really slipped, and I truthfully don't think that they're going to regain much of anything just because I don't. I don't think they have it in them. I think they've really given up on themselves, and I think it's sad to see. Yeah, it is. It has been tough, and you know one of their big guests over the all season was Tony D'Angelo, and he hasn't even lasted. Uh, Till through December, he was a healthy scratch as they debuted Cam York versus mm-hmm. Vegas. And actually, honestly, all things considered, uh, York at all played fine, and Vegas, or rather, Philly took it to Vegas. I ended up losing in overtime, but they at least got a point out of it. Uh, so you know, really, they went one two and one on the week. As you know, again, your big gets aren't really producing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, as you said, it's been tough. And Carter Hart, I thought, as you said, has looked good. And the numbers haven't been as great as it was starting the season. But yeah, 2.75 goals allowed, 9.13 save percentage. He is still one of the best goaltenders in the And, you know, it's kind of getting buried because there's not much else uh, ahead of him. You know, uh, Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny lead uh, the points 28-23. But yeah, outside of that, no one else has more than 20 uh, on this team. Yeah, and I mean, again, just my, you know, Carter Hart has been the only saving grace. And uh, the Flyers suck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, saving races. We're going to turn to Ottawa now and actually Yikes. jump up four spots because uh, they did go uh, three, one and one on the week. A loss to LA and Dallas to beat the Rangers, San Jose, and Nashville. So, 
uh, you know, jumped up a few spots. But really, the point I was making is just we were talking about senators and the sales <laughs> and ownership, and it's been interesting because reports indicate that no matter which ownership team buys uh, the senators, they all have interest in Ryan Reynolds joining them. So yeah, which I think is you know like a good thing for the team. I think it'll bring a lot of like outsiders to ottawa in a sense or just like support for ottawa you know especially just people who don't really keep up with the sport or casual they'll be like oh that's cool and like maybe just kind of have some support for the team i think it it's nice to have a person who's not so on the inside but who is also invested in hockey and sports and thing and just stuff like that i feel like it can help boost a team and just find the cracks that need to be fixed or patched up or whatever it is because I mean, I know they're doing pretty decent now, but they've had a really rough go of the whole season so far. And I truthfully think that at this point, the teams that are bad aren't going to get much better and they're probably not going to make the playoffs whatsoever or even have a fighting chance, I should say. Yeah, it is tough. You really got to pick up your play come December and January, you know, because once February rolls around, you know, <laughs> things start getting set in stone and the trade deadline right. comes right after. So, yeah, you know, it's a big month and... If we're talking about identities, you know, if you haven't found it yet, you know, it's real tough to really find one come uh, the end of the month through January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for Ottawa, as you said, it's been a lot of up and down, but, you know, at the very least, they have, you know, been staying competitive, I, I thought, you know, getting uh, g- good wins here and there, like over New York, over Nashville. And they have a lighter schedule, Vanaheim, you know, I don't expect them to be great, but they could be moving up uh, a spot or two. Right. And, you know, conversely, we see teams like St. Louis, you know, dropping down to 25. You know, we had them at the cusp of the playoff uh, up in 16 back last mm-hmm. week. But you know, over the past 10 days, <laughs> they've gone one and four. It has been a rough time uh, for the Blues. And I feel like, honestly, I'm going to do something I, I, I hate doing, but I'm going to blame the goalie. I feel like Jordan Binghamton has really just taken a lot of risks and not risks like you and I have talked about this before because I read the tweet or the the tweet that was talking about Ruby. He had some remarks after Binghamton had an eventful night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I think led, which he took a cheap shot, in my opinion, on uh, Jason Zucker. And I believe he got a 10 minute misconduct for that. I'm not 120% sure. Yeah, earning him a 10 minute misconduct for inciting. Um, and this is what he said it's got to stop. It doesn't help anything. Just play the goal, stop the puck yikes in my opinion for your head coach to go out there and speak to them like i feel like coaches don't want to say much like besides like yeah we got to be better like we got to do this better or whatever but i feel like to individually call out a player and say something especially like a player as important as your goalie like i feel like it's just not okay and it's just not okay in that sense i just feel like that means you need to stop right we've talked about it like we've said like the things that he does is like not okay like you know people are like oh well I love like an old-time goaltender and it's like okay but that doesn't have a place for things now and it doesn't mean that it was okay then yeah it is tough and exactly when you lose you know that trust in your coach uh you know especially the topsy-turvy season uh Mm -hmm. St. Louis has been experiencing so far you know they're 12 and 15 uh which put them sixth in the central ahead of Arizona Chicago but still behind you know those playoff threats like uh nashville minnesota colorado etc mm-hmm. it, it, as you said it nullifies the progress you're seeing st louis make you know guys like robert right. thomas jordan Cairo, uh they you know they signed big contracts over the offseason 
Uh, and, you know, you have guys like Tarasenko and O'Reilly who are on the last uh, year or two of their contracts. And, you know, all the progress you've seen offensively uh, mm-hmm. from this Blues team is undone by the defense, giving up 105 goals on the season. And, yeah, goal goaltending and the struggles Bennington's doing. And the way he lashes out, it, you know, hurts the team. You know, you're at a disadvantage. And, you know, it is, it says, it's definitely been tough for this team because especially how – much they expected to improve, and we haven't really seen it. And the attitude is just not good. Dropped seven of their last nine, and yeah, just you know, seeing the goaltender lash out like that, it's just just bad news, and it's tough to get out of a funk like that. And I just feel like the defense has been really lacking with them, especially. And again, I just don't feel like Jordan Binghamton right now is their starter, and I think he has really proven his spot on the bench, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah, well, Binghamton, it's. He- NC percentage, which I don't know if it's a career worst, but he, I don't remember him being that uh, in a long time. 342 yeah. goals allowed. Uh, you know, Thomas Thomas Grease uh, is is backing him up. He only played mm-hmm. in nine games, but right. uh, during four uh, on the season so far, uh, they give up more goals of him than that, but he does have a better save percentage at 899. So, you know, uh, Grease, I feel like, has really uh, fallen off from uh, backing up Varmarlov and New York as a front mm-hmm. of the Isles, you know, he went to Detroit, yeah, right. uh, lost his starting, starting job there. Uh, and then came to St. Louis. It's not really working out either. Yeah. I know it, it's definitely been tough uh, in that for this team. And you, you just tell this, look at their games, you know, uh, lost three straight games, gave up six goals in each, uh, beat the Isles seven to four and then losing to Winnipeg five to two. So you're not winning. You're not going to win a cup uh, giving up five goals a game. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and, one team that had uh, similar issues but are starting to climb up is Vancouver. And they were ranked uh, – they, they moved up now here at 24. They went 3-1 and one on the week, three-game win streak. And uh, Vancouver is a tough team to <laughs> figure out. Remember, they had a horrible start to the season, but they mm-hmm. moved to 12-12-3 now, uh, including their uh, three-game uh, advantage mm-hmm. uh, being Arizona, Montreal, and San Jose. Yeah, I think that Vancouver actually could – make something of the season and I hope so because I think it is hard when you switch coaches and you switch like a lot of pieces in your um organization and it's just like you know I hope that they can find something to settle with but build upon for next season um they did come back from a four nothing deficit to beat Montreal which is pretty awesome um and I think it's not an easy feature to do so I think you know, they're really finding their stride and rhythm. And so that, I think that's pretty cool for them. Yeah, we were talking about goaltending as well. And this team's very interesting. Because if that, that's your, uh, Demko is goalie number one, 3-10 and 10 on the season, 393 goals allowed, uh, 3 save percentage. Spencer Martin comes in net. He's played uh, 13 games, so Demko's 15. He's gone 8-2, uh, the 890 save percentage, and uh, 340 goals allowed. Wow. So, you know, you're paying Demko the big bucks. But it's it's been Martin who has looked the better of the two. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, some like I think I've said this before, but you need to play the goalies with the hot hand and it doesn't matter, honestly, who you're, pl- who you're paying, you need to play to win because you're not going to get paid unless you win. Yeah, this Canucks team, it's been interesting. You know, their team, offensively, they're one of the better teams in the league, six in power play, six in goal scored. But defensively, you know, it's nothing. It's there. 105 goals allowed. Uh, they're 29th in the league, 68 penalty kill percentage. You know, it's... These wins have have all been one goal games, you know, three two, seven to six, six to five. 
So, you know, they've been winning because the offense has gotten hot. When they lose, mm-hmm. they lose bad. You know, like to lost Florida back in December 1st, it was a 5-1 blowout. And the game wasn't even close. So, right. it was a Vancouver team. Just that consistency just hasn't been there. Yep, sounds like we know what they want at the trade deadline. <laughs> and the next team up on our list is the Buffalo Sabres. And this Buffalo team, uh, real interesting to watch. They uh, jump up three spots to 23rd on our list. Uh, two and one this week, including a two-game win streak, and uh, an interesting week has been for the Sabers. I mean, they've definitely had interesting. I would love to lead the conversation with Tej Thompson. Astounding first period against Columbus. Um, he scored four goals in the first period, which is tying like a lead record, a league record, not a lead record. Um, and then he ended the game with five goals. You know, they won that nine to four which is insane um more bo- more more points than the bears score in like 90 percent of their games <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry but you know i think that's kind of all they have going for them though um horrible defense as always you know how do you still let four goals in against columbus i was going to say against the sabers but that doesn't make any sense but it's just yeah they've been in in a weird spot all season in my opinion but uh that's a really cool thing to have. And, yeah, they've been, you know, Tej has been playing really well for them. They've been playing exciting hockey. You know, even though they don't win, exciting. It was a 6-4 <laughs> loss to Colorado. It was a still close one. Uh, as you said, San Jose, they won 6-3. That 9-4 blew out. And just Tej Thompson being a fantasy hockey legend with his uh, four goals right. uh, in that game. You know, someone didn't start him and they're still kicking themselves for oh, it. Yes, yeah. It's full foolish not to start that man. I know, and you know, even though, even the loss to Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they lost four to three, and right. uh, didn't end up losing three to one uh, yesterday. But uh, it's it's been a fun team. They're a twelve fourteen and two, which is I think better than <laughs> most of their previous uh, six or seven seasons. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, as you said, you know, uh, this was aided by the nine goal game, but they do lead the NHL for one hundred and seven goals scored, and uh, they are fourth in power play with 20, 29 power play percentage. But as you said, defensively, just nothing there. Yeah. Uh, 26th in the league, 100 goals allowed. Uh, mm-hmm. 28 in penalty kill with uh, 70.7 uh, penalty uh, penalty kill percentage. And, yeah, you know, obviously room for improvement uh, there in the on the back end. But, yeah, with Thompson stepping out, 21 goals, 41 points. He's really uh, been a great piece for them this season. Yeah, and defensively, too, you've seen uh, Rasmus Dahlin with uh, 23 assists, 32 mm-hmm. points, 43 blocks as well. He's- Eating uh, Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson. Yeah, and I just feel like I think about how great the Sabres would be and how much higher they'd be on our rankings if they just had a decent enough defense. <laughs> like they could easily be in yeah. the top 15. Yeah, well, the other thing too is, you know, it's still a young team, a uh, young defense, That's especially. Fair. You know, Owen yeah. Power, for example, you know, he's been uh, uh, playing uh, virtually every game, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's uh, starting and played in. Uh, right. He has uh, 33 blocks, though, and uh, 10 hits as well to go with his uh, 10 assists. So he's been uh, doing playing. Uh, he's been doing a nice job, you know. I was even for improvement, but yeah, you know, uh, it's been nice there. And uh, yeah, uh, it's been interesting to watch. Uh, other guys too, like Jacob Bryson, uh, Ilya Luzushkin as well. Mm-hmm. So you know they're uh, still trying to put the pieces together, but uh, yeah, you know this team. Uh, as you said, you know, if that defense is able to step up and be even half as good as the offense is, yeah. uh, then, you know, sneak their way into a wild card spot. I don't see it happening, but uh, at least they are they are playing uh, a very fun hockey. Agreed. 
And moving on next on our list at number 22, we have Montreal. And here's where we start uh, getting to the uh, tricky part of where to grade these teams. Because Montreal has had a up and down past 10 days. You know, lost to Edmonton, as we as we mentioned, losing, blowing that 4-0 lead, losing to Vancouver. But they did beat a pretty good team in Seattle for losing to LA of uh, 4-2. So it's been a tough team to grade uh, in Montreal. Marty St. Louis has had a interesting season so far, 13-12-2. See, this is my thing, and this is why I constantly always bring up the um, the weird, not the weird, but like the, I don't know what to call it, like the anomaly, like the beating bad teams while being a subpar team is because things like that happen. Like they can beat the Kraken, but then they can't win. Then they lose like a huge, not a huge game, but they lose in a huge fashion to, um, I was going to say into Montreal, but to Vancouver. And so I just, I feel as if like the big wins mean nothing because you get this like one random win against this like really good team and not saying that that shouldn't count for anything, but I don't feel like it's like your make or break season. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to put you into the Stanley Cup like playoffs or anything I, I don't know I just I feel like that sounds harsh but I just I that's how I truly feel like I don't feel like it means as much as people want it to mean no I agree the half closer to a playoff spot than most most the rest of the teams uh aforementioned but that said they're not really you know if they're closer to tanking than they are uh a playoff spot you know I think you know, if they get a good season uh, out of this, then it benefits Montreal because they get the youngsters uh, another right. year of experience and develop faster development, and it also just shows how good of a coach Marie Saint Louis is. But right. uh, you know, yeah, like I said, this the team. You know, of the two, they're definitely closer to to tanking. But <laughs> you know, they've all things considered, definitely looked better than I think anticipated, uh, at least on paper with how the roster roster is. Right. I, I don't know. I just feel like Montreal has been very lackluster this season. And I don't know what I, I feel like I say this a lot. Like, I don't know what I expected from them, but like, <laughs> this is, it's just like, you, you haven't proven much. I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's not good. No, if you want to talk about weird, talk about our next team uh, in the LA Kings. And, <sighs> you know, a lot of people are probably shocked that they're this low because technically they are second uh, in the Pacific. They're 15, 11, and 4, uh, 34 <laughs> points. You know, they're a top 10 scoring team, but, you know, I rate them that slow because, you know, just the games, they beat Arizona, okay, they beat Ottawa, beat Montreal, you know, that's great. But, you know, against Toronto, they get mopped 5 nothing. Yeah. Uh, versus Carolina, back on the third, they lose 4-2. to two. You know, it's tough to just kind of gauge where this Kings team is. Yeah, I, th- I think, to me, that's like what, like, you can win against the bad teams, but I think the true test is the bigger team for a team like the LA Kings who who have proven this season that they actually can win and they're actually doing um, good things, you know, and that they're actually improving with the team that they currently have. That's just, that's how I feel about it. You know, other people I'm sure have different opinions, but I truthfully don't think that, I don't think that like, ah, it's so hard. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all over the place, but you can edit that part out. But um, <laughs> I just think that, you know, they can't win against the big teams and that's what will cost them a playoff spot. And I know that like completely is different from what I said two seconds ago about like Montreal not Montreal winning against big teams mean nothing, but it's different with like the LA Kings who actually have a shot and who Montreal probably won't actually have a shot, you know. Right. Well, no, absolutely. Like, you know, LA 
you know, needs this. And they are still fourth, you know, in in the West as of today. But they do have a few games on hand over other teams. So that does kind of sway, uh, you know, their standings as high, higher. Because honestly, you know, when I look at them, you know, it seems like Seattle and maybe Colorado and Edmonton, you know, definitely feel like better shot. And even some of the mid, mid-tier teams like Calgary and Minnesota, you know, they're able to turn things around. And, you know, it's been tough. You know, with this team, you know, getting a little goaltending, John the Quick, he's a down to an 87 save percentage, 342 goals allowed. Offensively, I think they're good with uh, Fiala and Kopitar. Uh, Fiala's at 21 or 30 points, Kopitar mm-hmm. at 24. Right. Uh, Gabe Villardi at uh, 13 goals. He's the only uh, double digit goal scorer for the team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a really tough team to gauge. And really, these next three or four teams are super tough to gauge. All right, uh, hit me with the next one. Uh, number two is definitely Washington. They're 20th on our list. Jump up three spots uh, from 23rd. They're on a three-game win streak, 3-1-1 mm-hmm. and one on the week. And, yeah, they're a team who, again, battling injury, battling age. Right. But, you know, this week they came out and had a good week and improved their record to 13-12-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they actually have found footing probably related to the fact that injuries have not st- been completely cleared up but definitely have started to clear up other teams they're doing a lot better right well you know they did have some pretty um i was gonna say defecating but that's not the word (laughs) some pretty decimating uh injuries beginning this season and i think it was pretty hard for them to adjust especially when they're so used to the way things are because i feel like for the for the most part i think ever since they won the cup they've actually had a pretty good amount of people still on the team that have been together for a good amount of time i wouldn't say it's like the most like discombobulated team that we've seen but um that's just how i feel but right there's a lot of upside especially over the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. it's important to note too you know caps uh, they had a season a long road trip they went three two and one so they're still in uh the the chase uh in the Mm -hmm. east i think that's Uh, also a pretty good record on the road yeah, yeah, they're uh, at that 500 mark uh, NHL wise. It's the first time in a month that they were able, able to match uh, 500. And yeah, you know, as you said, uh, they had a rough start to the the road trip, uh, lost Seattle, Calgary, but end up with uh, three straight wins uh, over Seattle, Philly, and uh, Edmonton. So yeah, yeah, you know, if they keep that up, especially they face Winnipeg, Chicago, Dallas. So you know, those are. This will be an interesting uh, slate of games before they end up facing Toronto and Detroit uh, the week after. That's an interesting schedule because I feel like the games that they're supposed to win, they won't win, but then the games they're not supposed to win, they will. All right. you That phrase doesn't work any better than the next team I'm going to talk about. You right. already know it's the Rangers. Well, let you take this one because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings after the game against the Blackhawks. That that is the pure definition. Dare you? That is the pure definition of the New York Rangers in 2022. I mean, uh, they were 19. They were as low, I think, as 24, 25. Uh, really, after that loss to Chicago, and they, the previous day too, they lost to Ottawa. Uh, as they deserve. After uh, blowing, uh, blowing, I think a two goal lead versus Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Never even led the game, by the way, versus Chicago. Uh, <laughs> even though that's the- right. I hope you guys hate every minute of that game, and I know was, you did. You wanted to go home after we got up like three I, I nothing. Said five different times that I was ready to go home. Uh, yeah, I know you were. Period. Yeah, you said it a lot. <laughs> Funny enough, too, uh, I missed the second goal because I went. I was out to the bathroom, so they actually that. did a better job scoring when I wasn't paying attention than when I was. So. I know. That was the best day of my life. Clearly, I missed it. But no, my point being, okay, you lose to Ottawa, or right. you lose to Chicago, big red flag. Right. 
uh, you as close game, you end up winning six to four. Then mm-hmm. you go out to Vegas, a team who has owned you the past couple of years, blow them out five five to one. Well, I mean, dom- at very least dominate five to one. I mean, you yeah, I mean that's, I think that's a pretty blowout game, right? Uh, you, you know, face Colorado, a team that I think they beat the Rangers something like sixteen to four, sixteen to five, and compared to like last year's games, something crazy like that. Uh, end up winning two one. Uh, get pulling out in uh the shootouts. You know, the Rangers mm-hmm. have turned around a pretty bad start to the month and are somehow on a three game win streak with uh New Jersey and Toronto uh coming up against them. Now you asked me last Saturday if this Rangers team has a shot against those teams, I would have said no way. Now there's I think at least you some did way. say that. I think you talked about their upcoming schedule and you're like, right, exactly. and they're gonna lose against St. Louis. You were right. on a tirade <laughs> in that part. Yeah, you, you know, they put it up and you know they had St. Louis, they had Vegas, mm-hmm. they had Colorado, they had Toronto. You know, I said if they're lucky, they'll get one win. I, I was I was like that. You know, I was like, you know, the best they're gonna get is one of four. You know, mm-hmm. and so far they are three and zero. And you know, the worst they get is three and two. But still, you know, it's they they needed this this week. Uh, they got you know key wins. They need a couple more, obviously. And mm-hmm. you know, if they beat Jersey, beat Toronto, you know, it'll help them as they try to to stay afloat in uh the east standings no it there's it's it's so tight between washington uh new york both new york teams uh mm-hmm. tampa uh pittsburgh you know all right. those teams have 33 36 points carolina right. you know it's it's still tough there and you know just speaking more about the rangers too i think the big difference from that chicago game and uh the rest of the week has been just letting the young guys r- really take more responsibilities and really step up more you know they you know we saw Lafreniere step up with a big goal uh, mm-hmm. in that game versus St. Louis uh, right Capococco obviously two gained on uh, the board uh, with uh, in the game versus Vegas as the Lafreniere uh, they waived Ryan Carpenter which shocked me but they uh, called up Johnny Brodzinski and uh, he did a good real good job I thought uh, in the game versus Colorado, so, uh, he's on the fourth line now. So you know, just getting that youth, uh, giving them more responsibility is, I, I think, a big difference maker. As opposed to just trying to force, you know, these, you know, the vets on the top six do all the work and having them just miss shot after shot. Right. I mean, I don't know what else to say. This is right. your team. I'm not gonna say much about it, but I know you were big mad last Saturday. Yeah, we and, we uh, and I thought it was only what? fair too. They're not in a playoff spot, you know. They're still nineteenth, which is you know maybe right. it's still too high, you know. But you know it's tough <laughs> to gauge these teams, especially this next team in Nashville. You know, we had them in seventeenth. They dropped the spot. Uh, they're on a two-game skid. Uh, maybe that's too high. Maybe not. I don't know because I again, Nashville's another tough lower. team. <laughs> Sorry, know? I'm not even trying to be mean. I just I feel like eh. anyway. Sorry. Yeah, it is you know defensively, I think we've really seen you know those issues plague them. Because you know, yeah. they had a lot of chances, especially in the game against Ottawa. They had a lot of chances to score. It didn't really work. And Ottawa takes the puck, turns it the other way, and then boom. Uh, it's all of a sudden they're leading. And they win 3-2 to two in yesterday's game. Yeah. Um, well, I think um, they just were dealt another blow with Ryan McDonough, their defenseman, who's going to be out a couple of weeks with that very specific upper body injury, as you know the NHL loves to be on the money with what they tell you what's wrong with the player. Um, sorry, I always just think it's funny when I see tweets about that. But anyway, um, they are seven, two, and one in their last ten, which is a great record. I don't know if they've picked been able to pick themselves back up enough to find like a playoff spot, but I also know how bad the West is. Um, 
and at least or central but i meant like the west whatever the other division anyway um i just i don't know if they can do it i can't again like i think i've said this before i can't see them sneaking into like a wild card spot i don't know if it'll happen I just do feel like I feel like the Rangers are honestly a better team than them, even though I know their current record doesn't reflect that. But I also feel like they've won better games. It's a whole. You're right. It's hard to rank it's, these teams, and I know not, you take up most of that on. But yeah, not in actual stuff. Remember they remember they started the month. They beat Jersey. Oh, something not a lot of teams have really been able to do. Wasn't that a bogus that win though? It it was a four three one. Remember that one? That was a. It was the close I'm thinking one. of Toronto. That was the, that was the Toronto one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turn out that one wasn't bogus either. We'll get to them later, but. Uh yeah, Jersey. Uh yeah, they beat Jersey. Uh, then follow that up, beat uh the Islanders. And then as you said, yeah, they lose to Tampa, which Tampa's really finding themselves now. And then lose to Ottawa. Uh yeah, it's been up and down. Yeah, dealing with injuries, things like that. Yeah, they're a team. You know, it's it's tough to gauge where they're at, as you said, because you know when they're good, you know they can beat anyone in the league. But right. you know, when these wolves really hit them, all of a sudden now they're struggling uh, to keep it together. They have an interesting schedule with St. Louis Edmont- and Edmonton coming up mm-hmm. in the next couple days before they face a top-tier Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Winnipeg's just going to sweep them off their feet regardless <laughs> of the other two win- potential yeah, wins, I should say. Right. For the Predators, too, the defense has really uh, been a big reason why they're so good because look at the right. statistics. They're uh, 31st out of 32 in goal scored at 63. Mm-hmm. They're 20 on the power play, only 17% uh, yep. find the back of the net. Mm-hmm. They're middle of the road in penalty kills mm-hmm. at 78%. Penalty mm-hmm. minutes, 19th, whatever. But goals against, they're a top uh, at 7th, uh, 74 goals allowed. Juicy Sorrows is a 905 save percentage. And uh, even Lakeman, his seven games played, 3-3 three and three of a 934 save percentage. So, you know, seen a lot there in the goaltending on the back end. But when that's down, you know, Nashville doesn't really have a lot of answers uh, offensively. Yeah, they don't, and that's why I think losing McDonough. Def- yeah, McDonough is like I was just gonna say a defenseman in general. I just think that like that's gonna hurt them just because it's hard to bring up. I feel like anybody from like the AHL, but I feel like especially from like um, for defense, I should say. And I know they have like scratches and stuff, but I don't I don't know what they want to do or how their organization really likes to do things truthfully. But I feel like right. it's really hard to bring people up or bring people in who don't consistently play in the lineup, especially at a defensive position, because the yeah. defense I feel like, especially if they're good, they click. And it's just like right. it's just I think that's gonna be proving to me whether or not they not deserve a playoff spot, but whether it, they can it, fight for one. Right. And again, there's a lot of injuries already. Remember uh right. Mark Borecki, he had that right. scary injury back in October. Uh McDonough, as we said, back on uh, December second. Uh where is it? They had uh earlier today too, uh one of the goals remember there's a hard hit on Jeremy Lauzon. Uh it wasn't a penalty. Uh it, it turned no, around and Seth like... scored. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah, Nashville's really just cycling through their uh, defensemen and calling right. up the HLers to fill the blue line. So they yeah, had a tough task ahead for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this next team too in Florida. And uh, Florida. Yeah, Florida has uh, been an interesting week for them. They are 3-2 uh, and two, uh, in their last five games. And yeah, they uh, dropped a tough one to Tampa yesterday four mm-hmm. to one after uh defeating detroit five to one so yeah. that snapped their uh well in their last three wins they've had five goals scored so you know the offense has really been the key for them because you know when they're not getting five goals a game uh they're not winning too many contests 
Yeah, and that's that's my problem because I think we both kind of had high hopes for Florida in the beginning of this season. Um, at least it just seemed like they were just going to be doing pretty decent from what we saw and how we ranked them and everything. Um, but I feel as if Florida has kind of been an inconsistent, consistent team as of late. And I don't know, you're like, you're right. Like they can't score. You can't score five goals every game just to win. Like you have to find a way to win. You have to have your defensive wins. You have to have your offensive wins. And then you just have to have those games that are like, you're like, I don't know why we won it, but we did. Like there was no offense. There was barely any defense. Like our goalie was just hanging on by like a thread because he was saving our asses the whole time. Yeah, spent a night. Yeah. Right. And we were outshot 40 to like 12 and we still (laughs) won like three to two. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Spencer Knight, they'll say a terrific season. 264 goals allowed, 919 uh-huh. percentage. You know, winning that uh, starting spot over Sergei Borowski, who's having a decent season, 351, 884. You know, it could definitely be better, sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, Knights uh, definitely earned this top starting spot. And like I said, you know, the offense is hot. It's tough to stop them. You know, I go back to that huge win over Seattle, snapped that seven game win streak. Uh, mm-hmm. Carter Hagee was unstoppable. He scored two goals back to back. And yeah. changed, took the momentum from Seattle and planted firmly in Florida's favor. Right. But, you know, they're, it, you know, it's tough. You need those kind of performances every day. And yeah. when you don't get them, you end up with games like versus Tampa where you just, nothing's clicking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now getting to the top 16, Calgary. And Calgary uh, jumping up five spots from last week. They went 3 1 1, although have dropped their past couple games. They are still 13 11 and 4 on the season. Yeah, um, I just brought a quote that Jacob Markstrom declared, and he's like, I suck at hockey right now for allowing five goals on 44 shots and two losses. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, because I do feel like that's a lot of shots, like, collectively. I mean, I feel like if you looked at it one-on-one, it would be a little bit different, but, like, I feel like every goalie goes through their, um, what do you Peaks call and it? Peaks and valleys, I like Yeah. It. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I was just going to say they're hot hand phases, but I don't feel like that sounds as good. Anyway, I regret saying it. But, you know, I just, I mean, two straight starts, depending on how close the games were, are a little bit much if they were, like, back-to-back or something. Um, But regardless, like, I feel like that's when your team needs to step up for you, though. And I think that's what separates, like, a good team from a bad team. And, of course, again, we talk about it all the time. It's a long season. You're going to have losses, whatever. But... If you can't pick up your goalie when he's down, then why should he why should he pick up you guys when you're down? Like this is a collective team sport and don't get me wrong, like you're going to have your bad games no matter what, but I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said about like, you know, just being completely dependent on your goalie and just never giving him a break and so when he needs you guys, you can't step up for him and I think that sucks. And I don't know, yeah, I didn't see been, those games. I can't speak to that. So Yeah, it's been an interesting season for Calgary in the fifth in the Pacific. Uh clinging on to the last playoff spot in the West as of uh-huh. now, last wild card spot. Uh right. Markstrom, he's at eight ninety one C percentage, but two ninety three goals allowed per game. Flames have eighty one goals scored and eighty one goals surrendered. So <laughs> you know, a lot of balance there. Their penalty kills top five in the league, but power play is bottom five, bottom seven in the league. I'd rather so. have a better power penalty kill, I should say. Yeah. But you know, to, to their credit, as I said uh-huh. one three of the last five. The loss today to Toronto was in overtime and Toronto's been hot. So, you know, of the right. two losses, losing to Columbus three to one is obviously uh hurts worse. You're but, gonna have your losses you know, to bad teams. Sorry. And they <laughs> Toronto and I, I thought that was yeah. big for a team where you know they haven't been playing their best hockey the past couple games. Right. It's, 
you know, coming coming up their schedule. They have Montreal, Vancouver, St. Mm-hmm. Louis, and San Jose. So you know, yeah, they have a they have a good five or six games here where they can really uh, turn those wolves around and uh, really jump up in the Western standings. Yeah, um, I totally f- move on. I forgot what I was gonna say. Please edit that part out. Yeah. And one team they're going to be fighting in the West is Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a 15th here, uh, have won the past couple games, but you know they they are been a very interesting team. Of course, uh, washed Arizona eight to two, followed that five two win over Minnesota, but lost to Taiwan to Washington three to two after beating Montreal five to three. So. Uh, you know, the Oilers, uh, it's been an interesting season for them. Offensively, they are the second-best team in the league. 102 goals scored, uh, best power play in the league. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's been a f- very interesting season so far for Edmonton. Yeah, I feel like you always rank them too high, in my opinion, but that's just how I personally feel. Um, also, you know, we can talk about their offense all the live long day, but I would like to take a minute to talk about their defense because what defense do they have, truthfully? Very bad, in my opinion. They're allowing 33.6 shots, which let's just run that up to an even 34 because how can you have points? I mean, whatever. I'm not going to get into logistics and everything. And then 3.58 goals per game. That's not good. <laughs> like that's it's not, not great, good. No. And I know that their offense can probably keep up with most of the time, but teams like Boston, teams like New Jersey will absolutely obliterate the frick out of you in the um playoffs if you try to do shit like that. That's what they lost to the Blackhawks and like the that weird COVID playoff bullshit thing that they did. Like, and you know what? I expected them to just like break the Bra- Blackhawks over the coals, right? And I, and they didn't. And I'm just like what the hell like i don't know whatever anyway not the point but i just don't think i just think they need to focus on it a little bit more and someone um tsn insider darren dreger i guess either suggested or just like proposed the idea of eric carlson going to the edmonton oilers that would be crazy and it would be interesting but again i just feel like uh, edmonton Oilers. eric carlson deserves better Sorry, justice for Eric Carlson. Anyway, it would it would be crazy. I don't see it happening. Especially I don't just, either. You know, it's money, and you know, who are you going to move from Santa, from Edmonton to get him? But you know, it, it, you're absolutely right. You know, this team it desperately needs to improve uh, their blue line, and you know, net minding obviously. Jack Campbell, uh, seven to six, eight seven two save percentage. He signed this massive contract over the offseason. has not paid off so far. Uh, Source Skinner has been the better of the two goaltenders, and he's kind of really took that starting job over, uh, even though he's supposed to be a backup. He is 96, though, 919 save percentage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, as you said, this team really, you know, their their strength has really been we're going to run the McDavid and Dreisaitl. And McDavid, 25 goals, 54 points. Dreisaitl, uh, 27 assists, 46 points. And yeah. they are head, head and shoulders above the rest of the team and most of the league as well. Yeah, and you just, I'm sorry, you just can't have such an unbalanced team if you want to win. Yeah, <laughs> a very uh, uh, packed Western Conference so far. And just checking out another team there above them is Minnesota. And, you know, just th- those trio teams really fighting for, you know, the same playoff spot and wild- so far in wildcard positions. 
mm-hmm. for Minnesota, they just shut out Vancouver 3-0 after dropping a pair of games to Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah. Um, they have won four of like their last five. Oh, wait. Yeah. Three, no, they've won three of their last five. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Anaheim, Dallas, Vancouver. Losing to Calgary and Edmonton. I don't believe you. Anyway. Whatever. And someone missed. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and you know, I, I just I think that they're really stepping up and I think they're doing a lot better than I expected of them earlier in the season. And I think that I think they knew that they were probably going to again like either make like a very last like wild either make the wild card spot or like the very last like cutoff spot in the West, just because I feel like they've been better, but they kind of also went on like a little bit of a slump in in Tim in my opinion in a critical point in the season. But you know they're looking better, and I appreciate that for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Uh, yesterday, obviously, they had uh, a an NHLer in net, and or rather, excuse me, they had uh, Phil Gustafson in net. He got his first uh, NHL career shutout. Uh, it was big, obviously, just getting that you know that fresh face in mm-hmm. uh, in that. Obviously, uh, yeah, Minnesota. You know, go back to that loss. Uh, they surrendered a couple of power plays, and I was an empty netter. It was a big difference maker. And you didn't see that uh, in their win over Vancouver. They were able to shut everything down. And that's sort of game uh, that they really need. And you'll see uh step up and return uh, right. in the lineup. I-, I thought was great for them. Because remember, he, really, he was a healthy scratch for Simonton. I kind of sent a message that uh really, you know, they Minnesota looks better for him to line up. He has us uh, here. Two goals, 13 assists, which is a top five amongst the rookies. Uh, in scoring, second among Drew's in assists. So he's someone recently he's really been a dominant quarterback for uh, this team on power plays. He has 11 power play, play points, which is the best in the NHL for rookies. So, you know, for the Wild, seeing those new faces step up and assist uh, Kaprizov uh, on the attack it has been big. And obviously, too, we, we know how good Flurry uh, has been career-wise. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been the best in Minnesota. It's looking better now. But, you know, seeing... Uh, those those guys, I've seen Gustafson especially, uh, f- fill in for Flurry, give him a good day of rest, and deliver uh, a pretty dominant performance. Uh, like we saw versus Vancouver, is going to be big uh, for them as they try to stack victories. Yeah, and you know that's this is to me what makes a well-rounded team and what makes a better team is when people like that start stepping up when like even your rookies are playing well. And like, I'm just, I'm not saying like it's everybody's like lighting up everything right now and they're like on fire and they're like the next like Jersey devils as of right this second. But I just, I think that they are actually finding a way to win games. Sorry. My puppy is like rolling around all over and I'm afraid he's going (laughs) to fall off his couch. Um, But like, you know, I think that they've, they've hit a stride and they're feeling comfortable with who they are and who they're playing with and everything about their game. And I can only see yeah. them going up from here. Yeah, it's that depth as you're talking about. And it's yeah. perfectly with this next team, the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, night and day from start of the season. There really is no other reason uh, other than injury. You know, and this the entire team at this point has been banged up. Mm-hmm. I mean, saw earlier this week, Nate McKinnon went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you with know, the this... very specific upper body injury, might I add. <laughs> yeah. Very well, specific. I knew it was right in the upper body, right there that point yes sorry yeah <laughs> yeah and no really nothing slated to return mm-hmm. uh Arturi Lechnin, uh the winger uh he's been out too since the third uh Josh right. 
Manson's week to week as he said upper body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan Rodriguez is missing the next month lower body injury. Um, McDermott's mm-hmm. out for the next month. Uh, Bowers is out six weeks. Uh, Byron is week to week. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries uh, on this team, and they haven't gotten Atlanta Scott back. Uh, he's not even slated to come back till January. So yeah, just looking here, are like 10, 11 guys uh, injured for the Avs. Yeah, and I still feel like they've done pretty well even with the injuries. I know they're they're not great, especially for like the returning champs and like every blah 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 everything that comes with that. But sorry, um, he's biting me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, like you know, I just I think that they're doing as well as they can do, yeah. and I think that their depth and the fact that they can keep up with like these bigger teams says a lot about well, them. Well, that's and... going to be the big test, I think, because, yeah, they're, right, they're not an elite team right now. and you know, No, but I think they're still steam... doing better than 90% of the league in terms of really big stretch. <laughs> I was say 70. Uh, yeah, I would say for most of the league, you know, they would, uh, you know, it's, it's it's tankathon time. But, no, they've they've <laughs> been hanging in there. But, you know, you're really starting to see things crumble, I thought, this week. You know, the shootout mm-hmm. loss to the Rangers. You know, uh, Gorgiev looked good in that. Not surprising because, of course, he didn't look better against the Rangers, on the Rangers. But yes, he should. The, you know, they lost to Boston five to one for nothing. Which, uh, okay, I understand a lot of teams do, but if you're trying to pencil in yourself versus Boston in uh, the the mm-hmm. finals, you know, not a good sign. Where you're, hypothetically you're down two games to none uh, by a difference of nine to one. They right. lost to Philly five to three, which uh, has been tough because again, Philly's still trying to find that identity. Right. Uh, yeah, Colorado's really struggling right now, and you know, as you said, they're gonna have to really patch things up because their schedule—they face St. Louis, Philly, Buffalo, Nashville. Those are all winnable games for them. Yeah. You know, we're face the Isles and uh, Montreal again. You know, they have yeah, a lot they're... of winnable games, but you know, guys getting hurt left and right, uh, it really puts them at that disadvantage as they start falling more and more. Yeah, they're just really gonna have to dig deep. Yeah, and speaking of the Islanders, they are uh, next on our list at number 12. We went 2-2 two and two on four spots. And, you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for the Islanders. They haven't been as hot uh, as they were in the past. Still no overtime mm-hmm. losses, but in our 17-12 on the season. But uh, did lose lineup last night uh, after topping Jersey. I feel like the Islanders have... Um... I've actually been more stable than I thought they would be because I feel like they have gone on their like little skids and everything. And I feel like they've been able to keep up with the bigger teams, especially after such a an atrocious season, in my opinion, last season. Um, but, you know, three losses in four games isn't great. But I don't know. To me, it's just like it. Sorry. It's not as big of a deal just because they are a better team. Um, I guess time will tell. And of course, they can just keep falling. But I feel like we are clearly out of like the red zone and whatever for the really bad teams. And mm-hmm. they are just in a little bit of a slump and, you know, sometimes it, it's not easy to keep up with this league and injuries and everything. It's just wear and tear. I, 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 just, I think they're fine though. Yeah, they, yeah, obviously that a big loss uh, with Adam Pellick. He hasn't played uh, since the six uh, Kyle Palmieri still in IR. They had Anthony Beauvillier uh, go down during, uh, the Canes game. I think he was, or rather, the, uh, he missed the uh, game versus the Devils. Uh, but uh, yeah, they still managed to win that. As you said, it's interesting because, you know, they face the challenges like the Devils. They managed to hang on and win. Then, you know, they get sh- shut out uh, by Carolina. Only t- took 16 shots on goal. Uh, you know, really, a lot of the success for this team uh, mm-hmm. comes down to Elias Roken. You know, he has 10 wins yeah. and uh, 18 starts, 927 save percentage. Mm-hmm. He's 
obviously, I think in consideration for that uh, Vesna, he just yeah. looked real great. It's funny because you know the, the Islanders this season remind me a lot of the Rangers of last year, uh-huh. where you know they win a lot of close games, uh, but the difference is goaltending and yeah. uh, Isles. I think a better better offense compared to the Rangers team, right. uh, but still, uh, yeah, you know it's it's been very interesting past couple interesting December for this team. You know, losing to Nashville, beat Chicago, uh, lose to St. Louis seven to four, beat Jersey six to four, shut out Carolina, right. and then. You have a f- fun schedule where you're at Boston, at Arizona, at Vegas, at Colorado. So, you know, you have a four-game road trip before you come back to New York. And you you have teams like Boston, Vegas, mm-hmm. Arizona, Colorado. So so uh, they're going to win against Arizona and then <laughs> lose against the other three, right? I was going to say, at the rate things are going, they may end up beating Boston, losing Arizona, and, you know, flip a coin with Vegas or Colorado. Colorado. Who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah up yeah. to the hockey gods i guess at this point that is right and on the other side we're taking a look at detroit and they're a team who technically aren't in a playoff spot right now but i mean this team i thought has played uh good pretty good hockey uh for the most part have dropped their last two uh, versus florida versus dallas but mm-hmm. i thought you know wins over columbus and tampa bay you know keep them uh, in the top 15 top 16 Right. Yeah, I, I don't have much to say. I think they're just, you know, kind of I think it's that point in the season where you're like the beginning of the season, like nerves have like worn off and like all of these things. So you're just kind of like a little bit tired. You're kind of ready for that, like next like little break in mm-hmm. the season. And just um, it's kind of like not a holiday slump. I don't want to call it a slump. I don't think that's fair at this point. But I think it's just um that point in the season where it's just you kind of had to dig deep a little bit and just like kind of find the will to power through a little into the next few months. Yeah, it's it's been interesting again a couple weeks for Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, and yeah, you know their team uh, right now, you know thirteen eight and six. Uh, you know, for me, someone someone that stands out, I thought uh, has been uh, Ronick, uh, Phil Pronick as really the yeah. best D-man uh, for this team. You know, you see him a lot on the power play mm-hmm. over the past four games. You know, he's usually on uh, power play one, couple grabs a couple of assists. Uh, he's doing a lot. Uh, 24 points uh, through 25 games. And even though it's unsustainable, he's still uh, pretty good <laughs> so far. He has 16 points in the last 11, yeah. uh, which is pretty good. And, you know, that's, that's big for this Detroit team. One of the reasons why they're still good, because even with uh, – Cider really take a, a step down uh, from his phenomenal rookie season. Mm-hmm. And obviously, too, just in that scene, uh, Vili Husso go 11 and 4, 916 right. save percentage, 254 goals allowed. Uh, the defense uh, has been a big reason for why this team is still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. And has, again, they've had their up and downs as well. You know, had a real bad game with all versus Florida, lost to mm-hmm. Taiwan and Dallas, but, you know, beating Tampa is big. And, you know, even despite the struggles, I thought they still managed to, as you said, maintain that consistency and, you know, look perform better than, you know, some of the teams ahead of them in the standings. Yeah. And now entering our top 10, we're going to start with Seattle. And it has been a rough go-round over the past few games for the Kraken. They uh, have dropped now to fifth in the West at uh, by points at mm-hmm. uh, 15, 8, and 3. Yep, and a one and three in their last four games, including every game losing is good. Yeah, um, you know, I just I feel like 
who was it on Seattle? They just took a three game suspension, yeah. which was not yeah, a big great. loss for them. Yeah, uh, Jamie Oliskak, uh, three games defenseman. And you know what? With an already struggling struggling team, I don't think that's a great move. Um, a legal check to the head for Caps defenseman. <laughs> Caps defenseman. Yeah, no, I said defenseman. No, Kraken. Yeah, Kraken defenseman Jamie uh, Oleksiak. Yeah, big, big yeah. loss. There. No, 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 but he did it against the Capitals yes. defenseman Alexander Alexiev. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think that's great. He will also, he has to forfeit $74,000, which I think it's weird that they said forfeit. Um, anyway, point being, not a good look, not for a team that's, I don't want to say struggling, but clearly like the shine has worn off a little bit and they're revealing that they're human and that they are just a team. Um, but I, I don't think that they're going to anything quote unquote, like bad is going to come of like their little like losing streak. I just, I think that it's just the way of the game. And I think that this is just a little natural st- slump that is happening for them. No, absolutely. It has been, I was starting to get into the lows, but yeah, you know this team uh, is just a three-game skid. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't scored more than two goals uh, since the start of the month when they beat Washington three to two. But yeah, you know this is a team where again uh, really exceeding expectations. Uh, still have that ability to play really good hockey, and yeah, I expect them to bounce back soon. I just think it was a bad penalty or a bad um, suspension to take yeah, because penalty, it's like a, yeah. it's a dumb thing to do. No, absolutely, yeah. And moving on to the next team, I mean, you got to talk about the rise of Pittsburgh. I mean, they've really rise started to find Pittsburgh. their groove. Sorry. Uh, yeah, five straight, uh, five straight wins for the Penguins. Yeah, uh, you know, after a rough start, really figuring themselves out. Got a couple wins over Buffalo this week, also Columbus, mm-hmm. beat Vegas, uh, four to three. I mean, fit. yeah, where have you really seen Pittsburgh shine? Um, I I just feel like everywhere, you know, they're eight one and one in their last ten. Everybody is stepping up to the plate. Uh, Chris Letang, he actually came back after having um, a stroke, which I think is amazing because I think we were talking about it and we didn't know that he – I truthfully didn't even know if he would be back this season. I think this happened – God, I want to say 2008 possibly or something, something earlier in like the 2010s or whatever. Um, He had another stroke, and so I feel like it is something that – 2014. 2014 thank you okay i was completely wrong i wasn't even a little close but um i do think that they're just it's everything about them is working and i think they're just a good organization that knows what to do with their team and like knows how to work with each other and i I just i don't see many flaws in them as of right now and i could be wrong about them but i'm just saying as of this moment in time they're playing very cohesively yeah, I mean, they're on a 13-2-2 run. You don't right. see a lot of issues in that. But no, it's focusing on Latang it is huge. Remember, he's 35, got right. a couple kids, a family back at home. Obviously, they know, he knows too, you know, everything he's accomplished. You know, he can retire uh, tomorrow and, you know, spend time with that family. But he still wants to go out, compete, and win. And as they weren't in a rush to bring him back. But it's, it is amazing, you know, only missed 12 games compared to 26 uh, back when he experienced his first stroke. Right. Um, the reason... For both of those uh, here listed is he had a small hole, has a small hole in his heart. Yes. And this this one was precipitated by uh, consistent headaches, nausea. Uh, but he was able to get, get that rest, uh, get, you know, and heal himself and, you know, really control. And, you know, it's big for him, too, to perform. He signed, just signed a six-year contract extension last summer. So it's probably going to take him to the end of the season. 
uh, rather end of his career, which hopefully is in those six years and not before it. But yeah, for the Penguins, as you said, they're shining everywhere. Top 10 team in scoring, uh, 96 goals scored, uh, 7 killed, 81%. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only point that I see them lacking is the power play. Uh, 19.6% uh, in power play, which puts them at 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, you know, Tristan Jari is having a good, real good season. 12-3 and three, uh, in 18 games played. Uh, 919 save percentage, including a shutout. Uh, Crosby, 35 points, 20 assists. Eugenie Malkin, 19 assists, 27 points. Again, so 13 goals, 27 points. So, you know, that big three uh, really stepping up for them. Uh, on the attack. Yeah. And uh, right above them in the standings is our next team in Carolina Hurricanes. They're 15-6-6. Both teams tied for second in the Metro with 36 points. And for Carolina, they picked up a big win over the Islanders, 3-0. The big, not only versus a Metro uh, opponent, where so which means Ozzy doubles the importance there. You, really, you win four points instead of two because you take away from the Isles. But also, uh, they missed Sebastian Ajo because of a lower body injury, and they got Freddie Anderson back uh, in practice the uh, prior to that game. But uh, you know, with that, uh, the, the Hurricanes have looked good defensively. They're sixth in the league, only seventy three goals allowed. Have scored seventy five goals, so you know the offense could be better, but. You know, really, we're seeing uh, Peter Kochetov really step up for them. Five wins in his nine games started, 244 goals allowed. Uh, Andy Ratta as well, four, four wins in his uh, nine games played, 262 uh, goals allowed there, even though his save percentage is at 894. But yeah, for Carolina, they've won four of their last five and have scored three goals uh, in each of their last five contests, at the very least. So they have been consistent in that front and consistently winning more often than not have a win over a back at the start of the month. Uh, St. Louis, LA did lose Anaheim, which is shocking, but yeah, turned that around the win over uh, New York and they have a fun, a uh, few games ahead with Detroit, Seattle and Dallas. So they could really make up some ground on the devils who they currently trail by six points, uh, seven points rather 43 to 36. And, you know, with offensive stalwarts like Martin Nekas really stepping up, or Martin Netshaw's really stepping up. 28 points, uh, 12 of those coming from goals. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, obviously, aforementioned. 27 points, 16-6. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's this team, there's a lot of talent, and yeah. you're seeing them really click so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, I feel like, <laughs> sorry, I probably just pinned my foot. Um, I feel like a lot of people would say something about the fact that they kind of lose to mediocre teams. I truthfully feel like it's them kind of just getting out those mistakes now and figuring out what is kind of not, I don't want to say what's wrong, but like where those mistakes are coming from and figuring out what to do before playoffs, because that's like the ultimate goal, right? That's the ultimate goal of the regular season. And I have no doubt in my mind, I'll be, I'll eat my like foot or something. Like if, <laughs> if the Carolina Hurricanes don't um, make the playoffs, but I truthfully don't, I think that they're just trying to figure out what are the things that they're constantly doing wrong that lead to these unprecedented losses. Yeah, I think the thing for Carolina, too, is unlike a lot of the aforementioned teams we mentioned, you know, like, uh, I guess now Colorado, but really more of us folks on the East, you know, like Detroit, like New York, both New York teams, you know, like Florida, 
they can't afford to take these losses because they are 15, six and six and a second in the Metro, you know, is, you know, it's a tight race there, no doubt about it. Uh, but you know, as of now, they are still, you know, third, uh, tight, well, at least tied for third, but they're third, uh, in the Eastern, uh, standings right. and one or two of those losses doesn't hurt them as bad as it does a team on the line, like New York, like Detroit, Washington, Montreal, right? Know? So, and to the rate Carolina's been playing, they're only really one or two games uh, out of you know a five or six game stretch. So, you know they've definitely been uh, one of the better teams in the East so far. Yeah, they have been, and um, I think that they're also still just like a not like the most young team like they're definitely not i don't want to say aging but they're definitely getting more mature and i think that it is helping them but i I think that they're also still gonna make more young mistakes right yeah it's it's a good mix like i said uh freddie uh he's been hurt uh right so you have uh, a part yeah you have close chesov uh you know that youth there Backing him up is Rantna, and as you said, Deshas and Aho and Vesnikov. Uh, you know they've been lighting up offensively. We also mm-hmm. have vets like Burns, like Seth Jarvis, yeah, uh, Jordan Martinuk. So yeah, they're definitely a, a good mix of veteranship and youth on the team. Right. Yeah, one team has been really impressive has been Dallas. You know, going back to the West. I did lose to Toronto for nothing, but followed that up with four three and three two win over Ottawa and Detroit. Yeah, I, I feel like Dallas has really um, stepped up their game, has really been proving themselves, and they've just been a lot of fun to watch. And I, I truthfully, to me, haven't seen not I don't want to say like much wrong with them, but um, I mean they did have a four zero loss to Toronto, but I, again, like Lots losses in Toronto, right? That's also true, but it's also just like you know you're going to have losses. You're never going to have a perfect season. It is okay to lose, and I think that sometimes people take, especially with good teams, like they take losses to heart so hard. But you know, um, Jason Robertson had an 18 game run where he had 21 goals in 34 points and i just i think that that's astounding of course it came to an end when the team got shut out by toronto but you know he he had the league lead with 23 goals and of course what do we say Connor mcdavid now has more <laughs> goals than him my cousin yes. and i were talking last night and we checked and not surprising yeah. but to yeah. back yeah but robertson's still having a tremendous season oh yeah three goals 41 points phenomenal exactly yeah and it, it's Big too, big part for why Dallas has been so successful. Mm-hmm. Not only that too, but now you're seeing them improve at where they struggled. You know, this team was winless uh, through their first five games that went into overtime. But over the past 48 hours, they uh, managed to turn that around. One uh, back-to-back game yep. overtime contest uh, versus Ottawa and uh, Detroit. So, you know, it's, it's big for them to, as you said, really start improving on, you know, the few weaknesses they have. Right. One of the reasons why they're 16-7-5, second in the Central. Yeah. Also, the Central sucks, so <laughs> you just really have to go on a good win streak. Yeah, well, it's it's still a close race there uh, towards the top in the West, especially with our next team dropping in Vegas. Yes, Vegas is sixth now, and uh, they may lead the West uh, in points, maybe atop the Pacific, but mm-hmm. it's... You know, losing to Pittsburgh, uh, losing to the Rangers, uh, losing pretty bad to the Rangers, uh, I thought was a big factor in them dropping yeah. a bit. Did get wins versus Detroit. Okay, it won a tight one versus Boston. 
Um, but, but one ending Boston's 14 game home streak after Bruce Cassidy was let go by them. And now he goes back and he wins and ends that, you know, I'm sure people like to be a little bit respectful, especially of a team that allegedly treated them well. And like, you know, they like the players and everything, but you do have to admit revenge tastes sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun week because mm-hmm. uh, they follow that, that up uh, with another game uh, tomorrow night. Uh, versus Boston primetime TV 8 p.m. I think the mm-hmm. world's gonna be watching that one, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure to see uh, just both teams how they improve. Yeah, uh, you know, is you know that was a game too that I believe went overtime and they yeah managed to manage out the victory. Yeah, you know, really for Vegas, I just thought it was I was shocked by uh, how poor they looked versus the Rangers because that's fair. That's you know that's team two where. You know, is your measuring stick for every team how well they do against the Rangers? <laughs> no, but in, in this case, it did impact them a little bit just because the Rangers dominated. Like when we, we watch the Rangers, uh, there's a lot of games to where you know you look at the advanced statistics and they lose a lot of games where they should win and vice versa. Yeah. They won a lot of games where they should lose. This was one where the Rangers had, I think they were expected to win like 67% of the time. And you know it's very unlike Vegas, where you know majority of the time Vegas is expected to win, and right. they end up, do end up winning. But they haven't been that same team we saw uh, over the past uh, from the first uh, six seven weeks of the season. That's fair. You know, it's starting you're starting to see holes in that Vegas. They're starting team. to see the fact that they're human beings. Right, and you know they haven't been playing you know like some of the next teams on our list, uh, like a Tampa Bay, for example. Just teams that are you know them dropping a six isn't. So much as they're playing poor, just as mm-hmm. the next this top five has really been impressive over the past week. Starting, of course, with Tampa. Yeah, um, you know they've definitely they've hit a seven three game stretch. Like they've won seven last three. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been doing pretty well. They also um, have had thirty one goals in those victories, like total, and I think that's insane. And I think we're seeing the Tampa of old, and I think that it took them just kind of gaining like back some people kind of just refreshing themselves. I feel like is a good way to put it and just kind of becoming who they know they are and just taking that time to be like, Hey, this is, we need to regroup. We need to reorganize. We understand we're tired. We've played a lot of hockey, uh, but we're still a good team and we still need to prove ourselves because people are talking shit about us on a podcast that not a lot of people <laughs> listen to. <laughs> right. But they got big wins. Right. Doesn't matter. Of course, oh, that one over Toronto was huge. Uh, Nashville uh, winning five to two there in Florida. But they did lose to, to Detroit four to two, and they end up mm-hmm. facing uh, Toronto and Detroit too in the coming weeks. But yeah, they have an interesting challenge ahead with Seattle as their next game. Yeah, but it's this Florida team is interesting to watch. Statistically, they're still middling team. You know, right. ninety one is thirteenth, uh, eighty goals allowed, which is eleventh. But their power play has been phenomenal. Twenty nine percent on the power play, third best in the league, and obviously Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, 10 wins, 19 games, uh, 909 save percentage, 275. Not his best numbers, but still one among the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah. And Brian Elliott, too, just shout out to him. He's 6-1 and one in his seven games played uh, so far, including that win uh, last night versus Florida. And on to the next team in number four, we have Winnipeg. Also went 4-1 and one on a four-game win streak. And you talk about tremendous goaltending. Uh, oh my Connor god! Elbuck. Absolutely stands on his head every game for no reason, just because he can. I think what a win! Yeah, he's he's has that heart. He leaves it out there every night. Nine thirty-two save percentage, fourteen and five in twenty games played. Connor Hellebuck has really since the start of the season has 
been phenomenal. But uh, you know, to me, he it's he is in the conversation for sure. It's very worse. He's a top three goaltender right now in the Vesna run. Yeah, I, I honestly, if the season ended today, I would think he won. I, 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 I would think he would win. That. Sorry, but it's just you know they've just been playing out of their mind. It's funny because like um, my dad, I think it was last night we were watching the Blackhawks Winnipeg game and. My dad was like, oh, and he was complaining, whatever. He hasn't really kept up with him as much. He, you know, he's been a busy guy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to keep up, yeah. Right. But it's just like, I'm like, you don't understand how good the Winnipeg Jets have been. Like, I had to, like, explain to him, like, how good the Jets have been. Because I feel like it's not not that, like, it's hard to believe that they would be good. But I just didn't think people expected them to be this good. You know what I mean? And it's just like, they've just been so on fire and they've been doing everything right. And like their defense is good. They have enough offense to be winning games. And you're just like, my God, like, I don't know how you're constantly hitting it over the head. Every single, every single game about that, you know, defense, you know, we're seeing it under Rick Bonus. He had a new implemented a new defensive system. Uh, it's working. You mm-hmm. see that really through Josh Morrissey, uh, the left-handed defender. He's uh, first on the team with five goals, 25 assists. Yeah. That's 30 points through uh, 26 games so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, uh, Sandberg are playing uh, a lot better <laughs> this season compared to last. And just going back yeah. to Hellebuck as well, uh, just crazy numbers so far. Career highs, obviously. A mm-hmm. 932 save percentage, 224 goals allowed. His uh, save goals saved above expected is at uh, 16. Uh, 16 goals saved above expected. So Jesus. he is... Uh, yeah, Christ. Yeah, those are numbers that uh, won uh, Shesterk in the Vezina last year. And uh, Vezina the, uh, the, the year before that. So, you know... So he uh, just so deserves all the best. You know, so far, it's uh, he's up there. And yeah. uh, you know, I I add in Sorokin, maybe Hart, uh, uh, as well as someone else who's coming up in a couple, in a uh, couple picks as well. But yeah, Hellebuck's been off to a great start, and as 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 the Winnipeg Jets lead the Central, yeah. and uh, among the best teams in the West. Yep. Going back to the East now, number three, it's Toronto. I mean, um, wow. I, there's no way it couldn't be. Wow, just this Toronto team. Yeah, they've been absolutely insane. Um, I, I've been catching up on my Steve Dangle videos, truthfully, when I've like been working out because I, I feel like his yelling motivates me. I don't know, go figure. Yeah, um, everyone, yeah. All right, uh, you know, in their twelve last twelve games, they've gone nine zero and three, so they've gotten a point yeah. in their last twelve games, which is absolutely insane. Minch yeah. Marner, what? What an amazing person, like what an amazing person to have on your team right now. Um, he has at least a point in each of his games since October 24th. 22 uh, games. Yeah. Franchise best. That's like absolutely nuts. I think what is the league record? Like 26 or something? 27? Something like that. Yeah. It's close. I think Patrick Kane broke it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's also uh, important. To if he too. breaks him, it, it'll be world <laughs> Well, no, it's important to remember too, you know, Marner's on the shoulder you know the fan yeah. base has been brutal in toronto yeah for no uh, it reason it wasn't that long ago where uh it was after the playoffs mm-hmm. i believe or you know it was it was during when he was seeing out the contract signing where people were yeah. harassing him uh at the park you know telling him to sign the contract he's only 25 years old but he is oh really God, really i feel like he's yeah. such i think i feel like he carries himself with like such a mature um yeah, like it, status i don't know how to like he's just kind of, it no, seems like he's always been a veteran exactly and you know it's the way he plays it definitely feels that way because right. you know as you said 
30 points, 22 games. It's the third longest active streak behind uh, Patrick Kane, as you said, and uh, Sid the Kid. So that's a uh, high high company to be. Uh, right. <laughs> when, it's uh, great when you company have, to be keeping. Right. When you have uh, two of the best uh, in the league uh, in, in that same category. And he was a big reason, too, why they won that game uh, last night versus uh, Calgary 5-4. Uh, to four. He had a couple goals and assists, I believe, uh, in uh, primetime TV. It was Hockey Night Canada. Yeah, as you said, you know, this Toronto team, even when they lose, they still manage to get a point. Their last loss was that 4-3 uh, loss to Dallas. And for Nylander, you know, it's big. And for Toronto, it's big because, you know, they, they're they going to be missing uh, Nick Robertson for the next six to eight weeks. He had a right shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously they missed uh, Pierre Engvall with that suspension uh, in the last game. Uh, didn't really matter, obviously. But... Uh, Victor Mete as well defensively he's been hurt uh, Jordy Ben on the IR uh, Riley's on the IR so you know they've uh, you know obviously battle that carousel you know they've been battling through it yeah and uh, it's still managing they said to come through with points and it's big for how tight uh, the East has been uh, you know for Toronto to climb up uh, through a tough start of the season remember back in game 10 they were losing you know tough ones you know that's not playing great to turn yeah. it around second in the Atlantic it's been phenomenal yeah, they really uh, proved themselves. Yeah, and it's big too because you know the East. It, it's it is it is a three three horse race right now between them right. and the next two teams on our list. We have New Jersey, uh, two one and one. You always uh, put Jersey at number two. Well, it's another coin flip, and honestly, okay, okay, when they deserved it, you put them at number two. Honestly, I don't mind. I see. No, 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 no. This week they deserve to be at number two. But when they didn't deserve to be a number two, anyway, we can argue about this later. It, yeah, it's just it's this year's this team. You know, it's been uh, <laughs> it's been tough because of how close it's been between them and Boston, and I think mm-hmm. Boston just edges them out. But still, you know, uh, the Devils have played a good hockey now. Uh, you know, seeing a miss step or two here, obviously losing to Nashville, yeah, uh, lost to the Isles, but right. you know, did win versus Philly and Chicago. You know, winning the games they got to win. Yeah, I mean, they're still hot. It's like they find another streak to go on, and I don't have any doubts that they'll just keep plugging away and just, you know, tear it up in the off or the off season, in the playoffs. And I, I just I think that there's not a lot wrong with this um, Devils team. I truthfully can't think of anything even off the top of my head. I feel like I would have to really look in and nitpick at something just to find something that I'm really not happy with, but. They just look great, and I feel like it's really hard to nitpick these top teams when it's like they all look so great all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's interesting too because the Devils, you know, really don't have cap space to make a move or two. So right. you know, this is really the team uh, we can expect uh, for the rest of the season. Not that we were anticipating really anything different, even if they were going to be right. Bad. But you know, Devils, you know, they. They've they've been playing real impressive ho- hockey. First in the Metro now, tied with Boston, uh, twenty one five and one, uh, top five in scoring, one hundred goals scored. Uh, yeah. Second best uh, in the league defensively, sixty three goals allowed. Insane. You know they, you know this is a playoff team, and uh, you know it's just a matter about string uh, impressive performances. Uh, yeah, just keep playing great hockey, so they could uh, overcome once again uh, the Boston Bruins, who top our list at number one. I mean, what's left to be said about the Boston Bruins? I mean, fine, they lost their home streak to um, holy crap, we just talked about them. 
Vegas. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Toronto so bad, and I'm like, I know that's like not right, like whatsoever. But anyway, point being, you know, I don't know what I can say about them that hasn't already been said, and I I just like you know. I just, I just, you take it away because I literally have nothing else to say. But my God, well, we what we is it see... like to be so good at hockey? Right, the, the Bruins are in a great spot where you take a couple missteps. Really, the first time all season, mm-hmm. and they're still atop the standings. You know, at worst, even though they lose their next game, they're third behind the Devils and uh, Toronto. But they'll still be uh, about six, seven points above uh, the next contender in uh, Tampa, and. Yeah, you know, is the Bruins have been playing uh, real good hockey. Uh, it was shocking. I thought that lost to Arizona. It was a big upset there. But even then, you know, they I don't want to say they have an out, but you know, there was it was a close call of whether icing should have been called mm-hmm. on Arizona in the final ten seconds. But right. you know, outside of that, they lost a tough one in Vegas and could get their revenge tomorrow. Uh in what's going to be probably be another tight contest. I don't want to be shocked if they lose that one four to three as well. Right. You know that seems to be uh, the trend when they lose the game. They're only losing by a goal and it's four to three. So you know as I said, they are a well-rounded team, probably the best well-rounded team in the league. And uh, Linus Olmark also you know in that Vesna conversation, one eighty-two goals allowed, save percentage, fifteen and one on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just defensively as well, just they are uh, really shining. Uh, just throughout, and obviously, too, just uh, Pasternak 37 points, 19 goals, uh, Bergeron 12 assists, 21 points, Krejci, too, uh, 13 assists, 21 points. So, this team has been playing lights out, yeah. I mean, it's like they're already in playoff mode, and they just like they're like, Can you just hand us the Stanley Cup, please? Like, we don't know what else we can do besides serve you one of our greatest seasons on a single platter. Yeah, or silver platter, whatever the hell it <laughs> phrases. You know, I can't do phrases or words yeah. or numbers. Yeah, I don't know how I'm a functioning human, <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, amazing team. Yeah, it's been another fun week of uh, NHL action. And, you know, starting tomorrow, it's, it picks right back up, obviously. You know, with the aforementioned Vegas-Boston game. Uh, Jersey, it. New York is going to be fun. Uh, there's just tight games now. Yeah, just game really games that are going to impact uh the playoffs and also our rankings, which is how close uh the top two thirds the teams have been. So yeah. it's going to be a fun week of action to follow. Yeah, and make sure to follow us on TikTok at Talk Hockey with the number one at the end. Um, Instagram at Talk underscore Hockey to me, and we are available on most platforms, and it should be in our link tree that is both on our TikTok and instagram and yeah it was great talking to you guys please leave your rankings below and we'll see you guys next week bye